Oh, we're glad you could make it. Welcome to the Radar Cop Podcast. Now you can ride along with us on another episode. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How happy is the man who takes refuge in him. Psalms 34, verse 8. This is Alpha Mike, and you are listening to Raider Cop Podcast, episode 149, Leosa, Law Enforcement Officers Safety Act. So what's the problem? And we're going to talk about the act, and the problem very shortly. As always, you can always listen to this word by going to our website, radicopnation.com, and there you will see a section that says test everything. Click on that, and that will, the same day that this podcast uh, was loaded, or, or sent out, or uploaded, uh, these messages go out. This is episode 149, so you can catch it there. And it's less than 15 minutes. It's not going to take a lot of time out of your day. So if you're AWOL from going to church, like many governors and mayors around the country want us to be, you can pick up a little bit of nourishment from listening to the Word. And I will explain what. Taste and see that the Lord is good. What that means for your spiritual uplifting. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the privilege, the benefit that law enforcement officers have, active and retired, that they can travel around the 50 states of the United States and carry their weapon off-duty weapon, and Congress's intent for doing this, one of the key pushes of this legislative act when it first came out was Ted Kennedy, believe it or not, a Democrat. How times have changed. But here we are today with what a lot of people might believe is a great policy or great law, but like all things government does, it comes with a lot of pain and suffering. And we're going to speak about a little bit about those today. I encourage you to get in contact with us, RadarCopNation.com, and our social icons are there. You can scroll down, click on them. Remember, after November 8th, we will start diminishing or removing ourselves from social platforms. We'll explain about that a little bit more. But uh, you got to get away from toxic you know, things that are toxic. So that's what we'll be doing. All right, the Law Enforcement Act 
started as the Law Enforcement Officer Safety Act, better known as H.R. 218. It was enacted on July 22nd, 2004. Look at that. That's like ancient history now. And it was amended in 2010 and 2013. So there's been a couple of updates to it because it really wasn't done good. They wanted like just a splatter, one size fits all. But there was so many irregularities with how do we do this? And we're going to speak about that because uh, we're in 2020 and a bunch of those questions haven't been answered yet. The uh, amendments dealt with uh, people that were separated after 10 years that were either active reserve or auxiliary volunteer police officers. They were allowed in prior when the act first started, it wasn't allowed. So they saw the need, and oh, wait a minute, if you're an auxiliary officer, if you know, you might have not got paid for it, but uh, you did serve and you're a law abiding citizen, so you should have that right too. And it also extended benefits uh, to active, retired military, de- law enforcement, the Department of Defense, and uh, Amtrak. Choo-choo, the train people, uh, their police department as well. It also uh, did uh, benefit for retired law enforcement officers uh, that must carry their LEOSA identifications. That sounds pretty good, right? Everybody needs to have a photograph ID saying that they've complied with the rules and regulations of LAOSA. Fair enough, right? That, that was also in the amendments part. And um, qualified to receive the privilege, which is regulated by each state. You had to qualify. Shoot at the target. Hit the paper target. Make sure the little bullet goes in the proper section so it could be scored and you can pass. Then you would be qualified to have a gun in all 50 states. But now we're going to take a look at what were some of the problems with Leo. Not was, is, because they're still pending. So let's look at problem number one. Definition of a firearm. What firearms are you talking about? So let's say I retired from the Massachusetts State Police. I'll probably get everybody pissed off. And I, that agency is using a Smith & Western M&P 40 caliber. And I really don't even know if they use that, but I'm taking a guess because Smith & Western's in Massachusetts. But anyway, so, but now I'm retired and I'm packing a Glock 45 caliber. Is that legal? Well, it doesn't really talk about it. It's very ambiguous in the law. So the definition of a firearm, 
What is that law enforcement active or retired? What should he or he or she be carrying? And again, it's not very spelled very straight out, leaving it up to interpretations. Some of those interpretations have not gone well by the amount of rounds you might be carrying in your magazine. Naughty, naughty. If you're in California, you can't have anything over 10. No, no, no. Because they'll tell Santa and you won't get anything for Christmas. So uh, the firearms definition aspect is a little confusing and uh, it has not been clarified. I won't say a lot, but there have been law enforcement officials that have gotten themselves into a little um, debate over should they be carrying that, this or the other thing. The other one is the gun-free zone. That's right, you've seen them before in some of your happy restaurants around America. They put a gun. It's usually usually a a silhouette of a Beretta. So if I don't own a Beretta, then I can go in with mine because I got a Glock. But it's a gun-free zone. And Leos is pretty specific that private property and anything forbidding a firearm, it should be respected. And then it goes on to talk about federal and, you know, police stations and state facilities. The person is restricted from carrying a firearm. So there are restrictions. So gun-free zones is a problem because a lot of active law enforcement, well, I can go anywhere with my gun when you're on duty and then it kind of changes when you're not and of course to retired people they're really stuck because they're prehistoric many of them 30 40 years that they first started so having a gun on their hip is almost like having a foot at the bottom of your leg and therefore they just go anywhere they don't really care so the gun free zones are issues that are not very well specified in Leosa, and it basically says up to state interpretation. But if I'm a visitor of that state, I might not know what it is. So it's incumbent upon me to learn what those things are. So this privilege and benefit that everybody would say, wow, this is great, I'm really happy I'm here, and and I can get this. It has its complications. Some states do not issue Leosa IDs with photographs because they don't have the expenditure because it was ambiguous prior to the revision. Now it's in the revision. So you got some agencies now that are playing stupid even certifying officers. And some states... You know, you can get certified in Leosa standards outside your agency. Some you have to go to an accredited agency in some other states. So it's, again, ambiguous a little bit, but you should, be, according to the revision, have an identification. But again, it has its hiccups here and there because your state doesn't require one.
So it's kind of conflicted with the federal government's act. But you're not in your state. You're in another state. You get it? You, okay, we got it. Um, annual firearms qualification uh, per Leosa. They say that you need to certify yourself through your agency or, or be certified with the carrying of that weapon. Remember, their first problem was the definition of the weapon. You hit, uh, you know, the rounds hit the target. We count them up. You get the minimum score. You pass. You get a Leosa card. But some states do not require their officers that are retired to do annual qualifications. It's not a part of their state standard. So therefore, the Leosa thing, agencies don't want to pay for it. No, you're retired and, you know, the state doesn't say we have to do this every year. And we're not in the business of doing this anyway. We're in the business of fighting crime. And remember, we got defunding now. So law enforcement officers are going to really have a real pisser now trying to get the Leosa cards from uh, all these defunding and budget cuts. If they got two bullets and a slingshot, they'll, they'll be happy. So that's another issue. Leosa is not a clear, it's not clear on which firearm, uh, on which firearms per state. So let's say I'm the proud owner of 52 guns and I qualified with one. I took uh, my M&P. But here I am in Alaska somewhere and I've got a Glock on me. The definition of am I qualifying by caliber, by weapon or manufacturer, I'm certified to shoot semi versus revolver. Ambiguous is not really in the law, and it's left up to a little bit of interpretation, which also gives a problem. So Leoso is not all that in a bag of chips. We are going to discuss some of the uh, issues with uh, states that, again, they do not, they're, not that they're not gun-friendly states, but they've got issues with Leosa and the rest of the country. So they're kind of like running contrary. So if you look at states that work with Leosa, basically identifications to uh, law enforcement officers to carry concealed firearms in accordance to the law, you got a bunch of them that are somewhat in compliant. They are compliant which is California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, District of Columbia, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Kansas, uh, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Oregon, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, uh, Virginia, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Now, these are some of the states that have uh, either they banned the amount of rounds, 10 rounds, and so forth, or there is some other issue. Alabama, 
uh, this state does not require um, annual qualifications. So they're not into annual qualifications. That would be contrary to the LAOSA. And um, it goes on saying that uh, if a law enforcement officer moves out of the state and he or she should qualify for the LAOSA identification in the state he or she is moving into. That's just a recommendation. But you see how difficult it is? So you sh- let's say you retired in law enforcement in one state, but you moved to another. Alaska is not is not issuing identification allower allowing law enforcement officers to carry concealed. Arizona, this state, has a law that seems to be equivalent to Leosa. However, it is not extending the Leosa privilege to campus or university police officers. And they retire uh, when they retire because the state does not consider them qualified under the law to carry concealed weapons. So there's a little hatred there on our university police officers in Arizona. Hawaii, if you're visiting, you have to register at the local police department. It doesn't say anything in Leosa, but near the rules over in uh, Hawaii. Indiana, each Indiana law enforcement agency department handles their own retirees in accordance with the agency's department guidelines and standards. So, um, and many departments qualify retirees from federal and or out-of-state agencies. The Indiana State Police only issues retired credentials to their retired. So that's a big mess over there in Indiana as far as when you retire. Who gives you anything? Um, Missouri, only law enforcement agents, agencies where the Leosas, where the Leos, sorry, are from can offer him or her the qualification training and issue Leosa identification to their own Leos. So if I retired in Florida and I, well, I, I worked in Florida and I retired to Missouri, then uh, Missouri's going to go, you need to go to Florida to do this. So that that's uh, another kick in the pants. Montana, since there is no federal funding to implement Leosa in the state, they are only a few local agencies that offer the qualification training and the LEOSA identification. So no money, we're not complying. New Jersey, the state had its own equivalent to LEOSA. New Jersey is on its own level, folks, its own level. It will ban ammunition in the wee of the night. So when you wake up, you're in violation. Um, and it goes on that says the state... Uh, Okay, the equivalent of Leosa with the same limitations as Arizona. This is New Jersey I'm talking about. Also, the state requires semi-annual qualification in order to be able to carry. Banned magazines in a total of 10 rounds. And to bring 11 rounds, see what happens. Ohio, the state does not issue Leosa identification cards. The state left their decision of the issuance of Laos identification causes the local police department. So we don't do that. That's up to your department. And and as you can see, we got a lot of independent thinking here. Oklahoma currently has not designated any state agency to be responsible for Laos. So nobody's in charge over there either. Puerto Rico, well, that's its own place. 
The territory of the United States has confusing requirements. Active law enforcement officers are only allowed to carry their regulation firearm and, or their firearm issued to them by the Puerto Rican Depart, uh, Police Department after they are being qualified. Problem is that in Puerto Rico, there's not really a, a state or an island law that you have to go to an academy. So you could be painting a building on Monday in uniform, enforcing the law on Tuesday. So the Leosa is not being taken pretty serious over there either. Rhode Island, the only, uh, the only sort of. They only certify their own law enforcement officers, and they do not honor other state permits or identifications on the Leosa. So Rhode Island. Uh, the Virgin Islands, the territory of the United States, does not recognize or accept any identification issued by another state. Law enforcement officers should not bring their concealed firearms with them if they visit the island. Just keep going. Just just keep on paddling as you, as you go by in your little boat. Vermont, any Vermont Criminal Justice Training Council certified firearm instructor can conduct qualification shoots for retired law enforcement officers. Each department and agency is responsible for issuing the appropriate documents as evidenced in the annual qualification. Washington State does not require permit certification or identification, but they don't even have police departments over there in Washington State. Just ask anybody in Seattle, they'll tell you. So they're all screwed up in the head over there. And uh, West Virginia, although this state is a Loyosa-friendly effective May 2016, the state would not require an identification to retired law enforcement officers that qualified under Loyosa. West Virginia law enforcement agencies, to include West Virginia State Police, can qualify their own retired officers. So if you're my retired officer or qualified, if you're not, go away, act, uh, make like a tree and disappear. So there you can see, we're also going to post on the show notes some significant case law too, thanks to uh, Eric Digel and the Digel Group. And um, it's just to inform our fellow officers out there, you know, before you do your your luggage, your bag, and hop in your car, start it up, and I got my Laosa card and my 11 rounds, and I'm heading towards California or New Jersey, New York, you might fall into a problem. So, again, once again, our federal government, our legislators up in Happy Land, Washington, always disappoint us with half-assed laws and LIOSA, the Law Enforcement Officer Safety Act, better known as H.R. 218, is not going to surprise us anytime soon. If you do carry and you have your LIOSA card, make sure that the state or wherever you're traveling to if it's a territory, except the Virgin Islands, they don't, they don't want to take anything. Make sure that you got all your uh, I's dotted and T's crossed so you don't have a problem. Recently, Florida, the governor, he extended the LIOSA to correctional officers 
which have always been in like uh, the Bermuda Triangle. We're not too far, so that's fine. You can, you can't, you are, you're not, you're a little pregnant, but you are pregnant. Nobody knew what they were, but Governor DeSantis put it on paper, signed it, and now you've got a bunch of agencies in dealing in law um, corrections that uh, are saying, I don't do that. So the mysteries continue with Laosa. I am of the opinion, if you don't know, don't do it. Get yourself a concealed weapons permit in your state if you do have one. And then look at those states that partner with your state and travel, you know, gun. If I'm on vacation, do I really want to play police officer? Eh. So think about it. Everybody's different. Everybody has their own personal preferences. But sometimes you got to trust in the Lord because if you trust in man and his law, you might end up doing two to five. That's just a personal note. All right. So uh, as our song of the week, Tears on My Pillow from Little Anthony and the Imperials. Always a goodie. That is, remember, we only celebrate well, currently we're only celebrating doo-wop music. So that's a good one. And lastly, what's up next? Well, you've been in law enforcement for a while. You should know what I know. That every law enforcement officer, starting from the 80s to the present, whenever there's a problem and they've got to look at their watch to see what went down, that watch is a G-Shock. So we're going to present to you that episode. You're going to enjoy it. So it's uh, on the G-Shock and um, episode, what was that, 150? One, I believe that would be 150. I mean, I'm confused between 149 and 150 now all of a sudden because I guess I'm doing scheduling in my head. As always, it has been my honor and pleasure to be your host on Radar Cop Podcast. Continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, for your community, for your law enforcement officers and agency. And most importantly, continue to pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike, and I'm out.
Four three two three. Four three two three. Just uh thirteen twenty two. 